0: and
1: we're back everyone thank you again for joining us this is chris i'm here with my two co-hosts Ugo and carly and if you don't know this is we are that podcast um happy belated valentine's day is that the word belated i had a i had a hard time thinking about it (laughs) Yeah, that sounds about right. <laughs> happy belated Valentine's Day. Okay. Yeah. I happy guess, belated girl. Valentine's How Day. How was y'all Valentine's Day? Carly, you go first. <laughs> it was nice. It was Look really... at me
0: being the messy bitch that I am. <laughs> yeah,
2: messy bitch who lives for drama. No, but um my Valentine's Day was nice. It was I was very much so surprised. So it was a sweet holiday. By what? Um I was surprised by uh you know the gestures
0: i got flowers and oh, who sent you flowers <sighs>
1: <laughs> yo Cause I, did, I didn't send you flowers
0: i surely didn't i we never had a conversation about flowers
1: <laughs> i don't even know your favorite flowers
2: so. really
0: wow is That's... it rose
2: wow i love when my best friends know me
0: bitch we don't care you <laughs> sent you the fucking flowers.
2: I, no, but um, I was I was sent the flowers by a very special someone, so yeah, I loved it. How was your what Valentine's
0: is, Day? What does Mama name him? You know what? I thought you know
2: um, what we what we what we like most we keep private. So I'm just
0: gonna you no, know. but on this podcast we you we know name names and we, um, you know
2: how was your valentine's day it was cute
0: i saw i saw someone got um
2: lit at brunch oh my god Mm -hmm.
0: (laughs) jesus christ i couldn't breathe i was so drunk i could not breathe because we had woke we woke up that day i think we yeah we wake. hold on before i let me let me (laughs) me filter out my (laughs) story yes please before i you know incriminate (laughs) Um. Now we smoked and then we were like Oh let's just go to brunch We went to brunch And then <laughs> on the way to brunch we smoked again So we was just fucking smacked <laughs> How was the brunch? Was the brunch good as hell? Bro the brunch was so good And then it was the drinks mm. Bruh um, We went to Inwood In Dykeman I think, I think Okay it. Well I know for a
2: fact you got bent Because if you end up in Dykeman For any other reason other Jesus, than to get bro. bent let me tell yeah,
1: you. Yeah, for sure. I was like, dyke. Like, <laughs> if you want a dyke me, you better come back All you had to say was dyke. dyke and I was like, here. she
0: and... Oh, they got I it. couldn't <laughs> breathe. I said, God, is this the way that I'm going to go out? Did I overdo it this time? <laughs> That's a good way to go out, though. I said, I Molly, listen. I'm in danger. But it was chill. We had a lot of fun. Um, last, it was funny because our first Valentine's Day, he took me to Canada. So this time I was like... Um, Nothing big, please. Like that was that was big enough. We don't need to do that again. So we just chilled. I love that for you. Me too. For you. For I you, guess, girl. <laughs> Chris.
1: <clears throat> um. Well, I woke up, made myself some breakfast. Griddle. Um, I don't actually like grits, so no, I did not do that. Wow. Amen. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Let me. Let me. Backtrack. I had shrimp and grits. I forgot where it was from, and it was good. So maybe if it's shrimp and grits, cool. But like, will you just like slap it on the plate, like it's just like?
0: When yeah, people every eat day. grits
1: any other way. Yeah, they do exactly. I'm gonna they have do. to say the
2: same. First time I ever tried grits was shrimp and grits, and it was fire. Absolutely amazing.
0: Yeah, I was. I was. Bitch, cool. Can, I was can you kiss the, the chef? Way. Cause I'm right here. Nah,
1: and that's a, I I a wanna, type of way. I feel I type wanna, of way. You, you stay in the group chat <laughs> talking about some. Oh, we need to make shit for you, and then when you make shit for you, you she don't. She was really about it, to
2: I let it rock
0: like she had okay, at a see,
2: restaurant. See what I want to make for y'all? I want to make like baked mac and cheese, I don't know,
0: but y'all I don't know, gonna? do no pasta. My, no one and pasta. that's exactly
2: why I keep my wonderful dishes to myself and just mooch off of y'all. Learn to cook something else. Okay, I make a mean-ass salmon. I make really good salmon. How about that? Who okay. can You see what I mean? So it's just... <laughs> <laughs> Yo, I'm, I'm, I'm done. I'm done. I'm done. <laughs> what were you even talking about? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay. So Carly be what making what the, salmon and
0: broccoli talking about she know how to cook, girl.
2: And I'd be happy as hell about that salmon and broccoli, okay?
0: Salmon <laughs> and broccoli no, It's really good. It really that was my lunch. That was my lunch. It really does. I'll hold you.
1: <laughs> nah, but for my Valentine's Day, yeah, I woke up, I made breakfast, I cleaned the kitchen, I took a nap, woke up, drank wine, and that was my Valentine's Day. All about self-love and right. self-care, you know what I mean?
2: Yes, absolutely. I know that's right.
1: But speaking on the whole Valentine's Day, lovey-dovey type shit. Today, we are going to talk about love, but not just love, but how to love. Because it's easy to talk about love, what we think love is, how we want it shown, da da da, this and the forth, But like how to love somebody and how we love people. You know what I mean? Um, but obviously, when we're talking about love, when you're younger, you see stuff growing up. Or you might not see stuff growing up. Who knows? I don't want to judge anybody's upbringing or anything. Um, But I want to start off with love as a child. Like, as a child. Like, what we saw growing up. Did we see examples of love? Was it in front of us? Was it on TV or other mediums or platforms? Uh, Or did you not? Um, Because I know for me, I grew up in a a single parent household. It was just me and her. So when it comes to seeing love for me, it wasn't necessarily through my family. Um, my aunts were all divorced and it was really just women. Like, so I didn't necessarily see like love like that. However, I did see love, you know, through certain movies that I watched certain television programs that I watched and all that kind of shit. And I knew that it existed, obviously, because I knew what divorce was. So I knew at one point there was love there. But in terms of like actively seeing it when I was growing up, not so much. But I'm interested for you guys, because I know both of you guys have different family dynamics than I do. So how did you guys, you know end up seeing love? Was it in your face? Was it subliminal? Did you have to kind of decode it yourself? Like what was going on?
0: I think it was a little bit of, I guess, decoding for me because, um, my parents are still together. Um, and, but they weren't really lovey, dovey like that. Like on TV, of course I would see, you know, um, husband and wives eating breakfast, honey, kissing, all of that stuff. But in person, it was kind of like a little bit more um, like PDA wasn't really something like, I guess I was accepted. So um, I guess it was like me decoding, okay, my mom and dad are together, they love each other and all of that. They just aren't that like, you know, expressive in it. So, which kind of rubbed off on all of us. (laughs) That's a lot of trauma. Anyways, sorry. (laughs)
2: um I would say that growing up I didn't perhaps a bit of the same in regards to having to decode the relationship between my parents they never were the expressive type when it came to love if anything um whatever care they had for each other I think they've they that was developed just because of me, and that's just to be honest with you. Whatever expressions of love I did see between like um, parents growing up as a kid, not to be weird, but like I actually saw that in um, my childhood best friend households. Like when we would like, I spent a lot of time with my best at, at my best friend's house growing up. Um, especially one in particular, and I don't know, like I always recall just like seeing. Um, seeing her parents like just always happy, and they weren't—they weren't a family that were like well off or anything like that. Like they were such an organic. They family. were
0: expressive but, in it.
2: Yeah, you know what I mean. Like she had mad siblings, and like you know, we both kind of had a bit of a rough upbringing. But despite all that, like I just always remember their her parents just being strong in that. And if anything, that that really stuck with me because that was something I didn't witness growing up. So I kind of like kind of um I, I kinda long for that in my own household too.
0: I kind of feel like that um, you know, whether you have that or whether you didn't have that, that definitely impacts and influences the type of partner that you would wanna have. Um, because I know for me, being that I didn't see it a lot, um, I kind of wanted a partner who would like you know show it to me and you know show my kids that kind of things and it kind of just it's one of the things that I guess makes someone a good partner in your eyes and obviously that's subjective but um what do you guys think makes someone a good partner
1: it's a good question I i know I wrote the question but it's a good question it's a little question I wasn't, I wasn't <laughs> even thinking about it when I wrote the question to be honest with you um what makes a good I feel like what makes a good partner is I think at the very basis of it is somebody who's willing to learn with you because I feel like if you go in with you know all of these preconceived notions and predetermined um, examples of what you believe love is and how you should love it, all that kind of stuff I feel like you kind of fall flat because somebody might not either one be receptive to it two might not understand it or three might have a different idea of you know, their love versus your love and how you guys can love together. So I do feel like at the basis of it, you have to be willing to learn with somebody Um, because it also shows that you're willing to grow with that person because obviously like with every passing day, you see new things, you experience new things. So with all of these things that are changing around you, you have to be able to adapt and you have to be mindful that the adaptation might be difficult or it might be something new to you, but you can't be afraid of the new thing. So that's my main thing, but all the other, um, good partnership. I mean,
0: good dick helps. <laughs> <laughs> does it. That's does it. it. Really? I think money helps more. We all know that one. Money True. helps. True. True. <laughs> That's it. That's all. That's all my list. I'm crying. (laughs)
2: This (laughs) reminds me of uh, season one, season two, and season three, Ugo.
0: (laughs) It should change. I I know. damn thing changed. All I did was get a man. (laughs) Anyways, but no, I think um, Chris, like you made a good point, but another big thing for me is, you know, someone that's patient um, because we're going to go through changes, um, individually and together. And because we're not going to get things right as individuals and as a unit, um, all of those things, you have to have someone who's patient enough to like, you know, rock with you through it is that essentially to me is the, I guess, main thing that I think of when I think of having a good partner and shout out to mine. I mean, he's cool and awesome sometimes. So, um, those are the characteristics that I actually see. And that's what made me consider my partner a good partner. So
2: I also want to include uh, someone who's a, who's a good communicator, a strong communicator. Um, If anything, that's one of the backbones to, you know, like a, a, a flourishing relationship, like two people that know how to express themselves respectfully um, that can identify how they feel and be able to communicate that effectively. That's so important. And can I just be honest? It just seems as if it's, it just seems as if that's something that a lot of men struggle with. Maybe that's just what they put that maybe that's just how they put on display, whatever, but to find one that is a good communicator, just please hold on to them and please don't be shook because I don't <laughs>
0: think they're not good communicators, but you have to notice everyone has a different style of communication. So, true. That was a factor. Look at you. Okay. You know what I mean? I'm just, you know, whoa. whoa. I'm learning and I'm growing and I'm learning and I'm growing. <laughs> Hugo is changing and growing.
2: Yeah, like you, <laughs> don't, you
1: don't understand. Like, wow.
2: whenever she grows,
1: it fits new things, sometimes she I'm just that crew like, the men a lot.
0: That's big. I like that. Oh, no, I'm like, wow. Like, because I, I knew her. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I still think they ain't shit, but. <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> all
1: right so no we got we all brought up like really really good points and i bring this up because i remember um on valentine's day you know it's so people be tapping through all the instagram stories to see how many bed um flower petal filled beds we saw all this kind of shit i saw shout out to about. all the
0: rose petals bro yeah i shout know that.
1: Right. i about to say y'all cleaned it up yet some of Let y'all Some of y'all ain't clean it
0: up yet. Last Valentine's Day, this man like sprinkled the rose petals everywhere. I was, when, I'm a dumbass. My first thought was, so who has to clean this up? Like,
2: right? Like, I know housekeeping was like these motherfuckers, <laughs>
0: and sometimes Randy, that was at man, home, and oh, the housekeeping was me. Oh, <laughs> I need help. <know>. My bad. <laughs> this was right before this is like the night before we went to canada he like did it all over the house and i was like you really couldn't wait until we went on Mm,
2: you were like thanks but no thanks
1: (laughs) 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 i want you to suffer (laughs) (laughs) no 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 but um no, because I was tapping through all these Instagram stories and everything and, like, going on Twitter, seeing all these whole lovey-dovey tweets and all this kind of shit, and I ran across one. I don't know if it was, like, a newer tweet or an older tweet or video, whatever the fuck it was, and it was, um, what's her face, Sweetie, and she was talking about Quavo, and she said something along the lines of uh, Quavo taught her how to love, right? And it sparked interest in me because I don't know if i Fully know what that means like teaching somebody how to I don't know if it's like teaching somebody how to love them teaching somebody what it means to love in general so like when you guys think of either your past experiences or you think of you know what Saweetie said in reference to Quavo like what do you guys feel like that means like when it when somebody says that their partner taught them how to love because I feel like I it can either one be something with multiple meanings or two be bullshit like i don't know because um i don't know i think that the way that i perceive it is that i i understand that sometimes
2: people may be a bit reluctant in regards to embracing love um i know self-sabotaging is a thing sometimes people have a tendency to self-sabotage um certain you know situations or relationships with people because they're not used to you know, being treated in such a way. They're not used to that type of attention. They're not used to that type of affection, that type of care. Um, Perhaps their partner teaching them how to love means their partner taught them how to be accepting of that, taught them how to understand that they deserve that type of love, that type of affection. Um, Perhaps something in that ballpark. Other than that, I would have taken it as, um, you know, their partner taught them how to love them, if not my initial point.
0: Yeah, definitely big on like the their part, like your partner teaching you how to love them. That makes a lot of sense. And also your partner can teach you how to love because they can teach you a lot of the other aspects or elements that you don't really think of that don't initially come to mind towards to you, like when you consider love. um, Little things like to me, love is not just... Oh, it's based on feelings. I feel like it's all encompassing of like, you know, trust, respect, um, like being able to put the pride aside, flexibility and like, you know, understanding all of that. Um, but sometimes because I know everyone has a different definition of it. Sometimes your partner can just teach you a new, I guess, way to look at it, if that makes any sense.
1: No, it makes sense because when I read it, I was like, "There's no way that the way that
0: Carly, what is that a red red stripe?
1: Yeah, that absolutely is absolutely it is the Jamaican Thank you. and her oozed out. Absolutely, <laughs> <is>. it's screaming. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you would have never thought she was any other ethnicity other than. Mm-hmm. Oh. Anyway, but um, no, because like when Sweetie said it, I was like, "There's no way that." Sweetie and Quavo's relationship mirrors anybody else's relationship, because that would be insane to think about, you know, everybody's relationship different. Everybody I feel has different forms of love within their own relationship. Um, Which also raises the question. So because there's so many different relationships and there's so many ways that people do love each other. um, Is there a wrong way to love somebody? Uh, Because, you know, since there are things that are different, things can be correct. But with everything that's different, there's also something that can be incorrect. Um, I don't know if it's because of, you know, something that's toxic or volatile or anything like that. But I just feel like with every good thing, there comes bad things sometimes. And I think that includes love. And trust me, I'm speaking from somebody that does not have a lot of experience in this. But that's neither here nor there, but I do wonder, like, is there a wrong way to love somebody? And I use the word wrong, um, specifically because where there's something that is wrong, it can turn right if it's changed. So is there a wrong or is it only a difference?
0: In general, I would say no. Um, like you can't, like, there, there's there there's a difference between a wrong way to love and a wrong way to love you um and that's I think the latter is much more possible because that person can be feeling like oh I'm loving her the best way that I can the only way I know how et cetera et cetera and it's not falling on you the right way um and we see that when different people say oh my love language is this but Your partner can be loving you in a completely different love language. So I don't think that, you know, there's a wrong way to love someone unless, you know, you're you're being disrespectful or, you know, abusing that. And that's completely separate. But I would just say that there is there is 100 percent a wrong way for someone to love you.
2: Yeah, I totally agree with that. I I like how you um, noted that at first, I kind of didn't know where you were going with that. You see, yeah, I, 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 yeah. I split on it. I slid on you know, it. You did. You did for I real, though. You did. Because at first I was like, yeah, absolutely. I saw your face.
0: I saw your <laughs> face. It was, it was like, um, bitch, what did like, like, you say? Like you had me, on Girl. Time. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> like, i Butcher
1: Girl. She tasted it. She was like, eh. And she's like uh, um. yes. <laughs>
2: I love this webcam feature. Y'all get to see my face.
0: You could always see your face, you would just never hold anyways. Never mind,
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, but um, in regards to um, in, in regards to how I feel, in regards to there being a right or wrong way, mm, I would say that, yeah, in the sense of like you, you, you can love someone in such a way that could be too consuming or too overwhelming in which then you kind of love them more than yourself or you start to make them more of a priority than yourself in which that's, you know,
1: that's not okay. That's, that's wrong. I feel that. Um, I feel like that's all, um, I, I feel like it's all dependent on if those are ways of loving somebody or caring for somebody or whatever. Cause I feel like those are also like, personal traits that somebody might have to assess about themselves in relation to like what exactly they're you know what exactly they're putting out so like if you have like because people have like addictive behaviors or addictive personalities and stuff like that so not to say that everybody with an addictive personality you know loves incorrectly because that would be um insane of me to say but that like, would be
0: extremely inflammatory yeah, probably, yeah. Like,
1: that would be like ridiculous of me to say but i do feel like it does take some sort of self-recognition of your own personality traits and how you indulge in certain things and certain people to understand you know how your love may come across and how it might like I guess what Carly said how it might be overbearing and all this kind of stuff but at the end of the day like Faith said I don't necessarily think that's something that's loving wrong because if that's how you love, that's how you love. But the other person just might not be as receptive to it as you believe your genuine nature is to put it onto somebody. You know what I mean? Like if I give you everything of me and I'm completely genuine with it, but you genuinely don't fuck with that, it's not necessarily that I'm loving incorrectly because my intentions are pure but i'm loving this person incorrectly because that's just not what they're receptive to if you get what i'm saying so i guess like both sides that of what you're saying kind of makes sense but it's just in what like in what respect we're talking about so i don't know it's it's a good question to think about um i would like to hear what people say like if they listen to the episode i'd like to hear what you guys think as well um But to delve into, you know, loving other people, because this is only one factor of love, because we'll get into the other factor later. Um, If you guys could look inside yourselves, um, whether it's within the past year, within the past five years, whatever the case may be, um, do you personally think that you know how to love someone properly? And I ask this because some people still might be in that learning process to where they can say, no, they don't. Um, did you just recently learn some people might have just recently learned Um, so I would like to get to know you guys because I don't know if we've delved into this like fully as like us three off the mic kind of thing so it's interesting to hear what you guys have to say about this well I, oh
0: my bad <laughs> go ahead well I think it would be dependent upon who's the person. Like, is it a friend? Is it a family member, like a sibling, mother, father? Um, Is it a spouse? Is it like a romantic partner? I think those differ, but in all aspects, no, I don't know what I'm doing over here, guys. I'm just fucking winging it. So (laughs) I love that. I have no answers. There's no death to me. That's it. (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing. (laughs) Like, honestly, as I said before, um everyone has a different way of how they would like to be loved and how even how they would like to be received. So I can't say that cuz the only all I know is all I know. That's how I can really say it. So if I know what I like and sometimes I can I know this has happened between me and my partner like I just assumed that what I liked was what he liked and how he wanted to be loved. And that was completely wrong with completely the opposite people. So it's like, I haven't had enough of the necessary conversations with like my family members and even my friends, like doing that, you know, audit, relationship audit and saying, am I, am I doing something? Am I loving you the right way and how you, you would want, like, are there other things that are missing of me? So I say all that to say, y'all ain't getting that shit either. so you better be happy with what you got
1: i wasn't expecting some yeah i got this whole shit penned out for y'all bitches (laughs) to be honest with you we all winging this shit to be honest i don't know like i mean think of our freaking group chat name there's no way all three of us have it together no way
0: at (laughs) all
2: (laughs) none of us have
0: it together (laughs) i'm crying because i'm looking at the group chat name now because i'm like what 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 is is it it? (laughs) we come together how we come together and what you get is what you get on any given day quite honestly every week we ask you guys these deep ass questions and we have no answers for you we are just (laughs) we lack the depth and the knowledge So, what are you
1: <laughs> winging it?
0: <laughs>
1: Why do you think we got all these fucking articles? You think we came up with this? Shit? Oh,
2: no 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 no, no no, we came up with nothing. I Ooh. promise yeah.
0: <laughs> too bad. You guys still love us anyway, <laughs>
2: and y'all still tune in and we love it mm-hmm. <laughs> um, but honestly, i to make it a full circle moment yeah I'm just bringing it but at the same time I myself am open to learning how to you know love my partner in the ways that they are looking to be loved that the way they that they've identified that they need to be loved and my friends too were I want to say my friends were the first example if anything of like how to love it took me a while to kind of like i would say strengthen my familial relationships growing up we kind of didn't really have that close-knitness and like you know we all were kind of a bit distant and so on and so forth whatever we're not gonna get into it but um it really wasn't until adulthood that we all in my family kind of grew stronger and really started to love one another in in that solid way that like you're supposed to love your family same
1: Same.
0: i saw this one meme where it was like um You spend like your whole life. It was like these motherfuckers was like doing some WWE shit. You spend your whole life like this with your siblings. And then the next picture was like (laughs) the relationship when you're an adult. And it's like fucking. I swear. I hated these niggas. I hated them.
2: I'm not going to lie. I look back now at my sister and I growing up and I was like, I can't believe like I dead thought I was never going to fuck with you. Like
0: ever
1: again. Because it turns (laughs) out. These are some really cool ass names. Like
0: facts. Yes. Facts. <laughs> yes. Because oh, you're exactly.
1: like, when you're younger, you don't really take the time to actually know those people. Like you, exactly. you know, you know what they give you and not like all of the depths within them and all this kind of shit. And like it's not like you were going to the club and drinking together and all this kind of shit. So you couldn't see the fun part. You only saw that they were an asshole because they didn't want you to take the last fruit snack. And honestly, I wouldn't wow, want you to take the last really fruit snack either. So Period. I'm going to be a bitch.
0: I'll be that bitch. Period. Okay, Kristen. And I'm saying this as a... as as um, It's to my knowledge that you have no siblings, so... (laughs) Why are you so angry? These were me with all of my
1: imaginary sisters and brothers. I was like, oh, you going to get these... No, I'm just kidding. No, it was me with my cousins and everything. Because, like, bitch, y'all not going to tell on me because I took your last shit. Be faster, stupid. Anyway. Um... No, because I'm thinking of like how we love people, how people love us. And we're talking about like all these different factors. What goes into loving somebody? This down the fourth. We've said a lot of like the common denominators, like love languages, communication, all those kind of things. But are there any other factors that you guys can think of that are important when loving somebody? Because I know that love languages are such like a big, it's like such a big umbrella because so many things can be put under each of the love languages and then communication like obviously like bitch talk to me I'm not talking to a door so are those there's like all these other little nuances that we don't necessarily think of um when we're dealing with loving people and like Ugo said it could be loving a romantic partner loving your parents loving your siblings so what other things can you guys think of that are important to love. Because I know for me, one of the big things is allowing room for understanding. Because when you're brought into a situation where you don't necessarily know what their answer is going to be, you have to know that it might not mirror what your belief is. So that understanding needs to be allowed. It might not be something that you readily can understand. But you at least have to allow the space for that understanding to come in due time. Uh, because, hey, you don't you don't get everything right away. And in, you know, allowing the room to understand and everything, if you continue to grapple with it and you don't understand, I feel like if that person loves you, they'll either A try to navigate it with you so that you can have a better understanding. Or B, and and this is like the worst case scenario. Maybe it's just something that you can't accept in your life. Like, and it sucks to say because sometimes that's just how it is. But more more often than not, like if all of the other grounds are covered, maybe there is a way for you to open up that avenue of understanding and allow them to teach you, I guess, in like a previous conversation of how to teach somebody how to love you and shit like that. But other than those, like what other factors can you guys think of?
2: I'm so mad because I was going to say understanding too, but I was going to approach it from the angle of, you know, being able to um, be understanding with your partner, I think allows you to be more open to compromise i think that's another factor of really of of love that people kind of um, neglect that sometimes love is compromising and that's not a bad thing you know what i mean that's just being um realistic that's just being understanding is that
0: crazy yeah bitch we don't know what you're talking about really i'm joking
1: oh (laughs) i'm (laughs)
0: joking She looked like she was about to cry.
1: I, I was I was stuck in an awkward place because I had wine in my mouth. So it's not like I could have responded <laughs> Sorry.
0: I would definitely say um respect. Um I think the two, you know, well, obviously you can have respect without love, but you cannot have love without respect. Like there's nothing that anyone can tell me or can convince me to That's um, so you know, say otherwise. Um And that's with any type of relationship, whether it's familial or, you know, um, it's your best friends or if it's your partner. So I would definitely say that respect is probably like if love was like 100%, um, respect was probably like 92.6. That's
1: a word. Nah, it's a word, because you really can't love somebody without respecting them. Because mm. like, I, I just want somebody to give me an example of how. You know what I mean? Because I feel like to love somebody is to respect somebody. You know what I
0: mean? Ask them niggas that be cheating on their baby mamas and shit. Yeah, we're talking to you guys. Ooh, this wine has... Unfortunately. Okay. I wish you guys could see my face. I'm very disappointed in you I'm neither. just
1: saying. I'm just saying.
2: Wow. Call them out. Put them on the Summer Jam screen.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I will say say names, but I'm not going to say names right now because this is about love. You know what I mean? And y'all don't be loving these girls
0: out here. And we still messy, so you can say the name if you want to. Because at the end of the day, we can fight.
2: Nah, man. But like, really, just to touch on that, because like, even, even online, like, I was seeing some examples of the lengths people will go to be with someone that they really don't want to be with in which that case I'm just like do you even respect yourself like why you know what I mean like why even waste your time Wait, why you even- like in regards to love being respectful like over the weekend like I just saw the lengths people went through like just to like either hide their partner or hide their relationship or I don't know if it was coming from a place of being shameful or like dismissing it diminishing i don't know but it's just they just came off as disrespectful to the relationship to the partner i'm just like why like why even
0: yeah if you hide in your partner you definitely don't respect that motherfucker it's okay
2: And okay, but just to say people will, you know, combat that with, oh, but I, you know, I want to
1: keep it private and... There's uh, a difference
0: between being private and hiding your relationship. I was just just about to say, because a bitch
1: was about to get real offended, because I I am private. I am private by nature. So it's like, just because I don't want however many Instagram followers to see my relationship up front, that don't mean I'm hiding my nigga. Like, Anybody who knows me would know who my nigga is if I had one. Mm-hmm. So I'm just sitting here like,
0: and even you know, if it's not like, because I post my relationship all the time, but y'all niggas don't know what the fuck is going on. It that's what I I'm saying. Virtually hate this man, and y'all niggas wouldn't know anything besides like the, what I put out. Right, I don't the iceberg It's like I like it gets iceberg. me in trouble because I don't got no time. You'll so be like, you said you hate me. No, babe, you know no he will you. go. Like, in, you know he'll go into that little group chat he made and start oh my talking. God. <laughs> so adorable. did you guys see the reviews from the last episode where kristen apparently you said something very prolific on the mic and he was like mm, yes you have to break ground to build i'm like oh, okay <laughs>
1: i'm like do you this want me really a guest speaker a at your job them? like i'm not understanding no but i need you was- guys to
0: understand that the last text message i said i'm recording this man said give me a shout out
2: this Stop. Is your,
0: he's your biggest <laughs> fan, guys.
2: He's the, un, I love how he's like the unofficial fourth member of the podcast.
0: Yeah, <laughs> one, <laughs> one day niggas going to be like, can we just hear, can we just put him on the mic, please? And the answer's going no. The
1: answer's going to be, no. Because yep, I be, ain't no. having it.
0: Mm-mm. No. Anyways.
1: I mean, I sucks with the nigga, but like, no.
0: It's not a possibility. <laughs>
1: No, but Carly, my 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 good good sister, because I've heard you say my next talking point many a time. So now that's you, girl, and me.
0: Oh, I said Carly. My bad. I said
1: Carly. So I remember we were having this conversation about not necessarily love, but like relationships, and you brought up the conversation of you loving too hard or loving too strong Mm. um I want you to tell me what that means because given the the context of our conversation now and no
0: see nah because watch when she said it when she said it I'm just saying what I was going through in my head it was very Iyanla like I imagined you two sitting (laughs) (laughs) or Jada not even not even Jada it was I mean Iyanla it was very Jada tell me what (laughs) (laughs) I would have rather been Iyanla
1: (laughs) now but that's no, a real shit. Um, no, because I I've had a conversation with you and you like said that you like love too hard, love too strong, all this kind of shit. And I do want to know what you mean by that, like genuinely, because given like the context of our conversation, we did give a lot of um, context as to how everything is involved with how you love someone rather than how you love in general. So, given you having this conversation with me about, oh, I love too hard, da, 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 Like, what exactly do you mean by that? And do you think it's an actual thing? And obviously, Ugo, you can chime into that next part because you didn't say that to me. But Carly, you can start this off because I'm actually quite interested as to what you mean. So
2: I want to say that growing up, I didn't have like the best relationship with my mom, and you know, I feel as though me never really experiencing that like nurturing and that type of like um, that type of affection and care that upbringing from her um, impacted me in a way to want to compensate for that. Um, you know, I, I mean even though she didn't teach me how to. Like love others, I guess because I wanted that, I just somehow develop and learn that my own way, cool, but growing up, because of the fact that I didn't receive that at home or receive that growing up, I guess it just kind of made me overcompensate that when I would allow myself to love other people, so I just found myself i guess I just found myself thinking perhaps like the way that I was affectionate or caring. Was perhaps, like was perhaps like overwhelming. And that's how I thought then. That's how I thought then. Um, if anything, now I'm a lot more understanding of the way that I love. And I don't think of it as overwhelming or overbearing or overcompensating or anything like that. I'm much more confident in the way that I love. But that's where that came from. It came from a place of me feeling as though like perhaps I over- overcompensate. And that was because of me lacking that growing up.
0: You know, funny enough. Um, well, I definitely do uh, think that. You know, I guess loving too hard is a thing to some people, but I would say that that isn't that shouldn't really be an indicator of the person, um, because, like you said, Carly, um, I didn't get a lot of that love growing up. Like, and it wasn't. As I said, my family we still aren't affectionate at all. Um, I think I've seen my parents kiss like maybe twice, like in my entire life. Um, my brothers, we don't, we don't express that outwardly, but we all know that we love each other essentially. Um, but because I'm not, I was never used to that. Um, rather than, uh, you know, doing the opposite with my partner, I just adapted to it. And I would, I, I guess for lack of better terms, love too easy. Um, so I know in some relationships, it it would work as, you know, you're not really available like that. Like, you're not that emotional. You're not that affectionate. da, 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 da. Um, And that could have easily, depending on the mindset of the partner, it could have easily um, uh, translated to um, I'm loving too hard for that partner. So I just think that that's like a different like um, way you could look at it. Because for me, growing up, I didn't see it. So I definitely wasn't about to be doing it. But I did weirdly enough always long for my partner to be affectionate so
1: no I I definitely understand that because it's like Ugo said like towards the beginning of the episode like you only know what you know so if you grow up knowing like lack of affection or you grow up knowing you know nonverbal cues or all this kind of stuff when you break out of your shell or you meet somebody who either a you know mirrors the same things that you grew up with or B have less than that um the quote-unquote feeling of compensation that you were talking about carly might be seen as something that is too much only because it's something that you were never used to receiving or giving in the first place so it's kind of like if you were always at level one and then level five is where you feel like you are now but like the threshold of loving is at level 10 but somebody else is at level 10 your level five feels like a level 10 but your level five to somebody at a level 10 feels like a level five so it's like where you feel like you love yo I was way too
0: smacked for that example Chris I'm just gonna let you know I'm sorry for me
1: I'm sorry, man. But She's like, if you try to follow that.
0: You're level five. I was, did you see my face? Cause I, was, I like, was
1: like, we do a math. Like looking up and down. I'm like,
0: okay, we up here at 10. You know, the like gif of the five. white woman <laughs> doing the math. Yeah, doing the math. <laughs> i oh, 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 he, he, he. <laughs> Level
1: i I'll make it easier. If you're running a race and you're in third place, somebody's in second somebody's in first you might be running all types of hard to get to second place but somebody who's already in first thinks you're too slow make sense no got it
2: okay yeah that was it that was that's the analogy <laughs>
0: we can just keep going on with the episode maybe whatever i smoke got me on my ass because i'm just maybe
1: floating. maybe maybe when you're editing. Maybe, maybe, Um, but I guess now I will get into, (laughs) no, but now I do want to get into,
0: uh... so sorry.
1: (laughs) No, you're good. You're good. You're good. But um, I do want to get into, you know, a little bit of a (laughs) I do want to get into a little bit of a darker side because, you know, with loving properly, sometimes you do get instances where you aren't loved correctly. Um, And this is also on a comfort of sharing basis. Like, have you ever been in a situation where you haven't been loved correctly? And it might be because somebody wasn't catering to your love languages. Somebody wasn't communicating effectively, whatever it may be, but if you have, you don't have to share the specifics, anything like that. But if you have been in one of those situations, like how did it feel to you? Or like, what did those kind of things look like to you? Because I feel like it is important for our listeners as a teaching experience to understand what it might look like to be in a situation that isn't favoring you and if they can identify with any of these things, maybe to do some sort of, you know, self audit or audit of their own relationship and maybe see where there might be things that need to be um, communicated or changed or anything. So if you guys don't mind sharing, um, like I said, it doesn't have to be anything specific or anything, but just like the basis of it, like what did it feel like if you've ever been in a situation like that?
0: Well, damn, Iyana, Why don't you Honestly, answer the fucking question? I'm like, this mad triggering. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> I'm
2: kidding. I'll answer it if y'all don't want to answer it. Suck. I'm going to keep my answer real simple. I'm going to keep my answer real simple. Left that nigga. For me, Messy. it felt like knowing that this situation wasn't for me, but staying because I thought it had the potential to be something for me.
0: I'm going to just keep it at that. Only time you should ever love potential is on a softened penis. Yeah, yeah. That yeah. that you have already seen.
1: Yeah, I was about to say because there is a there is a okay. specificity here. Because if you ain't be
0: loving it, no man's potential to be the the next Bill Gates, because mm-hmm. he ain't gonna be, it's fine.
1: Let it go. Potential peeing ain't always a thing. You feel me?
0: What did you Never mind. Never mind.
1: Hugo, have you ever been loved incorrectly?
0: Um I would definitely say yes and you know it's not obviously just with relationships. It's with friendships um whether it's by they have um violated trust or uh respect levels, all of those things. So um and obviously in relationships, you know, y'all yeah, know niggas was shit niggas was shit in my past so y'all know like fucking y'all over here trying to make a hot mic episode
2: period right i'm like damn
0: <laughs> hold on you know what's crazy to me though is because like i've been so busy i didn't even get a chance to look at the fucking questions Because you know so have <laughs> i seen this huh <sighs> anyways continue let's go keep reading us I'm
1: pouring my wine. Give me one moment. <laughs> is that Gem Jar? No, but it's my wine of the week and I'm very excited to talk about okay. it later. Did so... you see how she
0: started glowing?
1: No, because you guys will really like it. You guys will really like it. Um, it it's sweet? fitting. Oh,
0: okay, sorry. It's fitting for we'll, the, we'll fitting for the we'll month. We'll
1: we'll it. It's fitting for the month. Um, no, but with Loving Incorrectly, uh, Carly, you brought up a good point about how you've, you know, fell in love with this potential type shit. Why is it that we ignore all the red flags then um if we know that they're red flags and I understand the whole potential of the thing but like if the red flag is there like is the potential really that good for you to ignore all of these red flags because I know for me if I see red flags it's either and like I don't and I don't acknowledge them it's probably because I don't acknowledge it as a red flag to begin with but as soon as I acknowledge it as a red flag it's done for me so it's like if you're presented with a stop sign why do you why do you insist on going like to stop means to stop it does not mean to stop I guess like it means to stop
0: so no sometimes you gotta roll in stop you know that's how you fail your driver's oh. test.
1: <laughs> that I would have passed,
0: though. I I passed
1: those. <laughs> I'm just saying, rolling stop and stop signs, and I hate it. That's what I'm saying. No. Like if you don't have, if you don't have your license here, you need to take your driving test. Just know, don't come to no rolling stops because you will fail. Continue, Carly. Go ahead. You know,
2: sometimes when it comes to red flags. Feelings be making them red flags turn like orange, and then sometimes it switches from like orange to like yellow, and then next thing you know, they don't even look like red flags anymore. And that's so so unfortunate. But then you remember that you know, it red is isn't blind. orange or yellow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. A bitch is colorblind. Nah 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 nah. Um Honestly, hindsight being twenty twenty, obviously, like like obviously looking back, you always realize like, okay, this was obviously something that you should have paid attention to, something that you should have um listened to. Like intuition is telling you, okay, this isn't right. This isn't sitting with you. Respect that. Listen to it. I know for me. Something that I've been working on is listening to my intuition more because sometimes I question myself a lot. And um, I know that sometimes interferes with me respecting red flags. But now more than ever, I just don't have the time, patience or energy to ignore them or to be patient with like seeing them change colors or anything like that. Like, no, a red flag is a red flag, period. That's it at the end of the day.
0: Sometimes, you know what, it really do beat a dick. That too. I'm not going to lie. Chris, oh, you man. looking at me like.
1: <laughs> because like, I don't want to sit here and lie and be like, oh no, like there's never an instance where dick should ruin your life and all this kind of shit. And I'm not saying that it ruined mine, but like I've seen instances where it's ruined people's. Mm. And I'm saying here like,
0: that's you, ladies, who letting him use your um, Nissan Altima. That was a direct.
1: <laughs> that
0: felt very specific. Someone,
1: I the, and the model.
0: I am crying because I have no idea. I have. I don't know anyone with a Nissan Altima. <laughs> I, I, mean, feel like I... There, I feel like I like do, though, because for some
2: reason, I feel like there's a specific type of there's a specific type of woman that drives like a Nissan
0: Altima.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> I was supposed to say something mad inflammatory. So was I.
1: If you want the inflammatory shit, you can hit us up privately. Mm-hmm. Like we're, these are not reflections of this podcast. I know I'm problematic, but I can't be
0: that like <laughs> because what I was about to say was it was about to be some wrong shit, and we was probably going to say the same shit too when you think about probably, it. Probably, no, nah,
1: because okay, I'm not even going to go into it.
0: I would say, um, also with like ignoring the red flags because I'm not going to say we're all guilty of, but I surely have been. Um, sometimes, well, depending on like you know what stage of life I was at because, you know, I've been stupid in my relationships for a long time now, but some, at some points I was dumber than others. (laughs) So, and like the dumber points, it was just me, um, you know, trying to remain ignorant to it. And, you know, no offense, um, Carly, but, you know, loving that potential and all of that. I'm not saying that as a reflection of Carly in any way, Chris, trying to instigate shit, making them faces. Right. I was like, (laughs) I'm not saying that, but I do think the idea of loving someone with potential is dumb and that's what I was doing. So I'm, it is what it is. But in some stages, um, I would say that I let the idea of what I wanted from that person, like, I guess, um, outweigh what the reality was so I was just ignoring red flags because I wanted um a relationship so bad or I wanted this to work so bad and da 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 but no
1: and that's important because when you have been used to loving and incorre- um, being loved incorrectly it's sometimes hard to try to change your mindset to accept somebody who does love you correctly in the way that you need to be loved um and for me, I feel like a tip of advice would be to ha- to actually listen to what the person is saying. You know what I mean? Because some I, I do know that niggas just say shit just to say shit. You know what I mean?
0: Boy, but with everything.
1: They.
0: But no, with they everything, really do, honestly. That no, is they really, really do. I wasn't, I wasn't thinking that, <laughs> that to be a joke. I wasn't thinking that to have a joke. Sometimes well, I ask them, I, I shit. be like, what are you talking about? He's like, I don't even know. <laughs>
1: They just, they just say shit just because it sounds good. Whole time don't even know the definition to half the shit that they be saying. But that is neither here nor there. But I just feel like sometimes you just need to hear what they're saying, but also have them follow through with the action. Because, like I said, everybody can say what the fuck they want to say. But the actions will always be more important. I know that's for me. I'm very much so action based. I don't give a fuck what you have to say. But you could tell me that the sky is green. If I look up and you ain't make the shit green, bitch, you a liar and your feet stink. Mm -hmm. So I feel like, yeah, I feel like now I can't trust you. But no, but more so, how is it that when you're in that space of accepting, not accepting, because that's very inflammatory as well, but when you're so used to somebody loving you incorrectly, what tips do you have for those men and women out there who are faced with somebody who do love them correctly, or at least trying to love them correctly? Like what, what tips do you have to, uh, for those men and women to have them actually accept it? Because I know it's hard to break that cycle of it's, it's, it's almost like a, I don't deserve this or like, I don't. Self-sabotage. Yeah. self sabotaging. like, I don't deserve this. Like, this isn't comfortable for me. So this isn't something that I need type shit. So like, what do we need? Like, what kind of advice can we give to people? Because I know that I've struggled with it at some points too. So if anybody, if any of you. I also, also want to
2: add, just because that's actually, and again, I'm not going to get too deep into it, but that's kind of something that I'm in the process of right now. And it also can identify itself- mean? It also identifies itself as. You know, you see that. <laughs> I'm, 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 I'm interested in someone. I'm dating someone. No,
0: nah. nah, but... I was about to
1: say because you know that what you have with well, the question that you ask is the truth. When she does a little prayer hands, mm-hmm. she be like, "Um, that's how I know that anything I gotta say is true." You so, see how high up these
0: eyebrows are?
2: <laughs> nah, nah, not nah, for real though. I, I am in a, I'm in a new situation. I am happy. And I identify with that question right there. It also can identify, self-sabotage can also identify itself as you questioning that, that new situation's validity and their efforts that they're making because of the fact that you were, because of the fact that you had once experienced being loved incorrectly, being faced with a new help you love, you almost kind of question if it's real, if it's valid, if it's actually like, you know, you, you question it. And um in regards to tips, as someone who again is like living it right now, I would just say um be introspective, sit with yourself and I and really like identify as to why why do you feel the need to question it? What did you experience? To make you feel as though you know this person's efforts aren't valid or they're not genuine, um, and also just be mindful of the fact that your past experience doesn't fall into this new experience. Like you know what I mean? Your feelings and and your thoughts and everything in regards to what happened previously can't be carried into this new situation. They you can't hold this new person accountable for what someone in your past
0: did. <clears throat> um hmm bitch you know what kristen carly when she sends her next episode make sure that i, was about I read, to read it, it because i was about I, to said know it. I said that i read it but i was just really fucking busy so i lied to you guys okay so okay. I'm not really okay with these questions <laughs>
1: Which I, my next episode will be that episode about playing Monopoly because,
0: bitch, this is all that. I'm I can do create now. An episode. So chaotic. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> um, I would say as someone, um, I, I, in the beginning stages of my relationship, um, I definitely faced that, and I, I made a a notion to that in our previous episode about imposter syndrome, I believe that was the episode we discussed it on. Um, make sure y'all go check that out. Shameless plug. But um I started to experience like high loads of imposter syndrome. Um and that was due to, you know, some of the things that I've dealt with in my past. But also it was and this took a lot more unpacking, like recent unpacking. Um I realized that I was it was like almost for lack of better terms, because I don't have a a term that can, you know, grasp exactly what I'm saying, but it was like kind of almost a ghost trauma or like an uh, intergenerational a little bit because I didn't experience some of the things that I had seen um, in my um, growing up. And even with the relationship with my mom and dad and like my aunts and uncles, like immediate family, everyone like had like, some shit going on, son. So I was like, God damn. So I was always weary of men because of that. And then to add to that, it was also because of some of the experiences that um I faced in my past. So in that, I, I had to kind of, I didn't realize that I had, I was holding that load. So when I would, you know, suffer that imposter syndrome and, you know, start to self-sabotage the relationship, I had to like, actively stop myself in my thoughts and be like what are you doing um and it still creeps through right now even though you like we're a little bit more seasoned in the game but it's like at least like when it is creeping through I know it and I can identify it and say okay like you know exactly what the fuck is going on cut it the fuck out like you know
1: no absolutely because I do feel like when you're going through those bouts of uncertainty and the imposter syndrome feeling like you don't deserve like cuz the word here that like resonates with me is deserving. You know what I mean like to deserve something means that you were destined and you were placed somewhere because you were meant to receive something. I feel like people are meant to receive love. And when you are getting into those instances where you feel like you're not deserving of love, you kind of have to channel back and think what is it about somebody else's actions is altering my personal opinion of myself and my ability to deserve love. You know what I mean? Because love is so pure and it's so human, you know? So to feel like us as humans, we don't deserve a human emotion is wild to me. And I felt it, obviously you two have felt it. And I'm sure there's at least one person listening to this episode have has felt it as well. So I definitely want to encourage, like, please take some of these, um, some of these tips into consideration and, you know, also just do some further introspection because love is so important in life. Literally, like, in any aspect whether it's familial romantic platonic all those kind of things it's it's just it's just extremely important it's stuff that we are built to have so for us to have somebody completely change our mindset to where we feel like we don't deserve that is toxic it's wrong it's um damaging like to literally like our mental states so please like I do encourage you all to really take heed to what we're saying, which leads me on to the next portion, which we're not going to spend too, too much time on, but it's loving yourself because loving yourself is extremely important. And you also do need to know how to love yourself because if you don't know how to love yourself, you will run into a lot of um, obstacles, like some of the obstacles that we just mentioned. Um, To me, I know, that loving myself is through action and it's not through words um we say a lot of the things that we want to do for ourselves but how often do we actually go through those things with those things in order to provide those things for ourselves um so what kind of what kind of actions do you think are involved in self-love do you think it's you know placing yourself in better situations or like anything like that. Um, And I, and I want to get, and I do want to get into self love because I feel like, you know, if you're not in a situation where you feel like, Oh, I can't relate to this episode because I'm not in a romantic relationship or, Oh, I feel like I can't relate to this episode because I might not have the best, you know, family dynamic or anything at the very basis of everything. You should always love yourself. So if you guys can also, provide anything of how people can love themselves, that would be very advantageous as well. I've been practicing
2: self-love with being more patient with myself, um, talking kinder to myself, basically being a better friend to myself. I learned that through therapy. Like uh, it's funny how I can identify, I can identify how I treat my friends and how I'm patient and caring for my friends but I don't really like sometimes I don't really warrant that same exact behavior to my own self so um I would say that definitely being more patient understanding respecting my emotions allowing myself um allowing myself like space to feel, allowing myself space to just be human. Like I'm, I'm hard on myself. I'm hard. I'm so hard on myself, whereas I'm so much like, you know, patient and understanding with others. So, um, I would definitely start there.
0: That's exactly what I was going to say. I was going to say that, um, I find that I, which I, which is what I love. I find that I'm much more graceful in how I love myself um being that as everything that Carly just said like you know um if i miss a mark cuz i know for me um in the past i and m- mainly i still am too but like i'm trying to change but um i was very rough and i would say rigid with how i would talk to myself how i would compare myself how i would you know um look at myself even but now i'm a little bit more gentle um in the sense that if like I set a goal by the end of the month and I don't, you know, reach it. I'm not going to be like, oh my God, you fucking idiot. Like, what the fuck were you doing? Et cetera, et cetera. I'm like, okay, um, let's try to shoot to have this done by like, you know, by the end of the next weeks, at least, you know, or even if it's like when I look in the mirror and I see a flaw, I still am a little bit more thankful and graceful towards my body saying, you know what, at the end of the day, this motherfucker made it through a goddamn pandemic. So take it as it is. So like, I think with doing that, that has definitely made my life a lot easier. I suggest you guys try it to be honest. (laughs) No,
1: that's facts though, because I feel like part of me loving myself is having the balance of being realistic with the realities of things that go on versus how I can then make them better and have them come into fruition because Carly, like me and Ugo literally had this conversation with you like a few days ago. You know what I mean? Um, it is okay to feel things because when you feel things, you realize how real it is. Like the, the situation that you're going through is real. Nobody but can take away.
2: That, that right there is what deters me from wanting to feel it because allowing myself to feel it makes it all the more real. And I don't want it to be real. (laughs) But that's the thing
1: though, to to have you like truly go through self-love and you have to go through those real things because then you'll be able to know how to grow from that real thing. If you are always based in fantasy and based in, you know, things that are fiction and all those kind of things, you won't know how to battle your reality. So allowing yourself to feel your reality i'm not saying you have to dwell in it you don't have to soak in it like do you're wall a wall slides sponge. in the shower <laughs> don't, like you don't have, seven days a week wall no, sliding like you don't no. have to fucking have it at your deep conditioner like you could just leave it in for 10 minutes and have it do what it does and then be like oh bitches it's run its course now i know that i need to rinse the shit out and I know that what I need to do with the rest of my life. I know that rinsing my shit out isn't the end. Now that I know that I've gone through this situation, how do I How do I bring myself to my full potential? But I do think it's important for people to realize where they are in that space of reality. Because it's kind of like what they say about... Um, like success and failure. Like you'll never really know what success means until you know what failure means. And it's the same with, you know, loving yourself and being in a low point. Like I'm not saying that you should strive to be in a low point. Like I'm not saying that. But I but they just happen. Low points happen. And in order for you to recognize that this is a part of your life, you now know how you can set up all of your actions in order to get out of it and then to grow from that. And then once you're faced with either a similar situation or just a new kind of low, now, you know, this isn't my end. This isn't, this isn't it. So now you can actualize that and you can now grow from that. But I do want to bring into the whole loving yourself situation And tie it into what we were talking about before. Because do you think that you can truly love somebody without loving yourself first? Because in loving myself, I have to know a lot about myself. For me, a person, I have to know a lot about myself first before I learn somebody. And I'm not saying that I have to have myself 100% figured out, but I do have to know some part of myself to where at least I'm willing to. Accept somebody into my space. Um, because if I don't love anybody, I'm not bothering having anybody into my space because at that point, you're just a disruption for me. And when I say allowing somebody into my space, I mean somebody who is sucking away my energy, all this kind of shit. I'm not, and before y'all start hearing this energy shit, I'm not the whole light of incense, move my moon rocks into the different positions on the moon map and all this kind of shit. That's not what I mean by energy. I just mean there is just certain times when you want people there and there are certain times when somebody's presence is accepted and it's... um conductive to your growth or anything. So for me, I just feel like I cannot properly and to the best of my ability love someone without loving myself first. Um do you guys agree? Do you guys disagree? Do you have any other, you know, technicalities or anything? Cuz I'm very curious to know.
2: I think that I think that you Okay. I identify with your answer for myself. I don't think I can love someone else properly um, unless I love myself first. But I do think it is possible to love someone, quote, properly, even if you don't love yourself first. On the other end, a different variation of that, I also um, think that you can't... I think it's tricky on receiving love from someone else if you don't love yourself first. And I wanted to bring that up because um, admittedly, this part of the episode I didn't really touch into, but hearing this right now, it reminds me of something I saw on Twitter like a while ago where people were like, oh, stop telling people that, um, stop telling people that if they if they don't love themselves then they can't love anybody else or they don't know how to receive love or something like that, because that was a toxic thing to say. Like just because someone doesn't love themselves, it doesn't make them um, incapable of loving others or something like that. I don't know if you guys ever saw that
1: tweet going around. Yeah.
0: Wait, what? They said
1: if, repeat it. Like, don't tell people who, quote unquote, don't love themselves that they're unable to love somebody else. Because not loving yourself isn't equivalent to you loving someone else. Right? Yeah. Mm
0: -hmm. I don't even know how I feel about this, to be honest. I don't know.
2: I thought it was a tricky. I thought that was a tricky thing to say. I mean, I get it. But. Like I don't know, I I get it, but for me personally, no.
0: I would definitely say that. Um. For me, I I I can't love someone efficiently or the right way that they need to be loved unless I were to love myself because I know, um, even in like my past situations, there have been times where like I was just not in a good headspace, so I couldn't possibly like. Be the woman that that person needed Um, because I wasn't the woman that I needed in that in that time so no but I I, I'm so interested how do people feel as though you can you can love someone if you don't love yourself that's where I'm that's where I'm kind of like trying to grapple
1: my mind around because I feel like people try to conflate not loving yourself with maybe not being content with where you are at a certain time or, you know, cause I'm not going to lie. There's been instances where I wasn't fully content with where I was in a certain place, or I felt like where I was as a person wasn't satisfactory to me and maybe like my personal growth or like professional growth, romantic growth, platonic growth, like whatever. But that doesn't necessarily equate to me not loving myself. Like, I feel like loving, like to love yourself, I feel like it's so deep. You know what I mean? I feel like at the very basis of everything, and I'm not saying this as a luxury or anything. So please don't like get what I'm saying as twisted. But I feel like at the very basis of everything, I love myself because I appreciate my journey. I take a full responsibility in my journey and I nurture my journey to the point that I will do what it takes for me to get where I have to be. But life just happens. And there's certain instances where there's certain aspects of my life that just don't hit the mark where I would like to be. But I will always try to, To better those things, I'll always try to fix those things. But I feel like, like if I strip all of those things and I go down to like the very, very basis of what it means for me to have self love, I feel like I have those things. It's just that like certain situations and certain experiences to me just might not be ideal at a certain point. And like Ugo said, I might not be the person that I needed right now but that doesn't necessarily mean that I didn't love myself it's just like I I wasn't I wasn't a fit partner then but just because I wasn't a fit partner it don't mean I wasn't a fit friend I wasn't a fit daughter I wasn't a fit cousin I wasn't a fit sister like all of those like and not to say that like you have to be in complete, complete shambles to not love yourself. But I just feel like there's a lot of action that just goes into self-love. And I don't, I'm, I don't want this to be inflammatory at all, but I just really want to know. And if somebody's listening to this and can provide me an explanation, please do. I just want to know like how it is that you can do that because I feel like a lot of loving somebody is a lot of self-actualization and a lot of introspection because you have to be able to internalize so much from somebody. And if you can't internalize for yourself, how can you internalize for someone else? If you guys get what I'm saying. I don't know.
0: I think I shouldn't um, insert a Dr. Umar clip somewhere here.
2: You know what? <laughs> when she started talking about internal lies
1: and all that and stuff. You you know, my third eye blasted open. My no. shirt, <laughs> so wide open. I said, <laughs> as long as it's not fucking Kevin Samuels, because that nigga is fucking no, toxic. Who is, Kevin is this nigga? <gasps> you haven't heard of him, Uga? Oh my God, he's so problematic. What it's disgusting. It? What did he do? Take Umar Johnson, right? Take Omar Johnson, make him oh how do how do I put this the correct way? take Omar Johnson, twist his narrative from like pro black to like pro like black, black man, and then like hate women mm-hmm. that's Kevin Samuels what I That's never. Kevin how would you guys Same. hear of
0: him what did he do
1: so I, it's funny because i was actually in a i was in a clubhouse room maybe like a couple months ago and they were like saying clips they were like showing clips of this guy named kevin samuels and i hadn't heard who the fuck this was but there was a woman who was like she is like 30 something maybe has a kid something like that and she felt as though she wanted like a a higher status man or somebody who could take care of her, um, while she, you know, also does her shit. Like she's single mom does all she kind of shit. And he basically was like, well, to be honest, sweetie, you're 35 with a kid. And I don't see how what you have on paper can equate to having a man that can provide for you. Like it would, I promise you. That sounded like the
0: dumbass shit, uh, Brittany, um, not,
1: what's the lady's name?
0: B Simone. B Simone. That sounded like yeah. the dumbass shit she was saying.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, the clip that I saw today from Kevin Samuels was, I guess this woman was talking about how she, um, how she is protective of her sex. Like, you know, she, she doesn't just be having sex with anybody. And, um, okay. But she, she also does have a kid. So, he was saying how... Like, how could you be protective of your box if you are already a baby mama? And she was saying how... That well, he was
1: extremely... Yeah. No, what was, was
2: the weird. most chaotic thing was just, like, the little weight, Like, his little... Like, wor- his little wordplay. He was like, but you gave up your womb before a ring and you still expect, like, to be treated such a way. He was like... And you and see, he was like, you're a 20... He's like, you're a used vehicle expecting 2021 prices and And i was just like yeah
1: and he was like oh it's disgusting if if you want a man who will provide for you and is a six seven figure man honestly you need to be a 10 in the face and to be honest you're about a five or a six so you're not gonna find those people anywhere. like and mind you these are people who are in public audiences this is not a one-on-one type thing this is like kevin samuels is having a ted talk all of these people have questions for him and he's just saying this shit in front of everybody so why the hell
0: are y'all asking him questions right i don't know stop
1: asking these niggas questions
2: please
0: (laughs) i already told y'all niggas just talk just to talk they don't usually they don't have things to say that contain any substance so why why Mm why just look up if
1: they start using words that have more than three syllables look them up and see if they use them correctly to <laughs> because sometimes they be trying to add some parsley onto the sentence and it's not needed like ti like please stop yeah. oh yeah like God. instead of saying interpolate say something else say explain say something else like it don't need to be all of that just check to see if they use the fucking word correctly before you start trying to take what they say as law
0: but mm-hmm. and anyway. that's how you end up loving potential child Mm -mm.
1: but anyway just to wrap this shit up we're gonna just do one more talking point but it's um what has being loved taught you about yourself um because i feel like when you've reached that different you know sector of your life i feel like you have you have to learn something about yourself it could be something minor to be honest it doesn't have to be some prolific thing that shaped your personality and shaped who you are as a person all this kind of stuff like i know for me I know that loving me, you got to listen to what the fuck I got to say. I'm, I've realized that I'm more outspoken than I thought growing up. I was this, I was this quiet little thing and growing up, I realized, wow, y'all really be stupid. So now I just got to say what the fuck I got to say. So,
0: I mean, I think love has definitely, you know, taught me a lot and, it's made me a better person because even when you look at, like, you know, Maslow's hierarchy of needs um besides safety, um physiological and safety. Come on, right. girl. That's yep.
2: Maslow's okay, hierarchy. Hi- yes.
0: You know, go. I got my degree in something. <laughs> you? you know, I might as
1: well put it to you. So. Hey, I was a too. Turn up. Yes, thank you. That's uh, a um, good
0: even when you look at that hierarchy, you have the physiological needs and then you have safety and then you have love and belonging like that, having that love and and in all senses, not just, you know, intimately as we've been referencing the whole episode, having that, it kind of, for me, and once I, let me say, let me tighten, I guess what I'm trying to say, having that in a way that, you know, was accepted easily by me because, um, I say that because I feel like I'm finally in a loving type of relationship with all the people in my lives. That's like, you know, I can easily accept it because it's finally what's right. And having that has fostered, um, you know, an environment for me to be fully confident in who I am and who I can be and, you know, very expressive and I've become much more communicative and I've, um, become a lot more understanding because I can communicate better. Um, So I feel like love has kind of just overall um, given me that, that boost that I needed in order to, you know, reach the top of, I guess if you, if you want to bring it back to psychology, like self-actualization and ultimately that's what I'm trying to say. So
2: being loved correctly, definitely has taught me to be more um, understanding I identify that like growing up I I was I wasn't as um I wasn't as patient as I am now. That was something I had to learn and being um loved correctly definitely introduced me to that. I also um I also learned to be a bit more I, I like a bit more selfless too also so that was also really telling too. This I'm gonna tell you. I'm gonna tell you right now. God has a really funny sense of humor. I love how he always um, he'll take you out of a really bad situation and bring you into a new situation shortly after. And when I tell you that switch up is so crazy, <laughs> that really be throwing me off my rocker. Like, uh-huh. <laughs> and and different in different avenues. I'm not just talking about not even just
0: relationships though. That's what I'm you saying. Like, You'd be like, damn, I accepted that. That's what and I'm saying. this person or this organization or this, that, that, they're giving me this? hmm And I was, was doing- okay with that.
2: The way he shows you how something really wasn't for you, won't he do
1: it? He really will. Won't he will? <laughs> uh But I guess to, you know, not be so, so funny about, you know, I, I'm going to say what the fuck I got to say. Love really taught me how to better identify with people outside of my own self. So, you know, before I was like so individualistic, so worried about myself and like everything that I had to believe in, everything that I wanted to do, yada, yada, yada. And being loved taught me that obviously other people matter, other people's feelings matter. So you kind of get a look outside of yourself and you can see where people are coming from and all of their worldly experiences and all their belief matters and all this kind of stuff. So, I don't know. Love is really, really nice because it just opens your eyes to new things, especially like the basis of this episode being loved correctly. Um, But I don't want to get too, too much into this because this could be another like hour long episode and shit like that. So we're just going to wrap it up here for the day. I know that it was a pretty heavy, but not so heavy conversation because it was light. Like love is nice. So like, but the conversation itself was like pretty deep. So thank you guys so much for listening to this portion but now we're going to get into the alcoholics portion which is me um so to get into the wine of the week it's fitting for black history month because this is a black owned um, wine company by these two women the mcbride sisters i'm sure maybe at least one of you listening has heard about this before um it's called black girl magic um it's based out of california and they have, like, uh, a red blend, which is what I'm drinking. They have Riesling. They have Rosé. I don't know what else they have. But, I mean, it's black-owned. It's a little on the pricier side. So when I looked at the price tag, I was like, mm.
0: What's the price? Because, see, you about to lose me because I was on board. But don't say no $30. No, 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 no. But, I
1: mean, for, like, a regular, like, standard size wine, like, Normally, I don't go over like $20 to too much only because I can find gems that are less than $20. But this is like $23, $24. So, I mean, if you want to pay for it, that's great. Like, lovely. It's nice wine. I haven't tried the other two, so don't quote me on the other two. But the red wine was, uh, the red blend was nice. But, I mean, if you want to support a Black business, then you should buy Black Girl Magic. And it's Black History Month, so... Put your dollars towards someone black, not someone white today.
0: And remember to upset white people. So, of course, we will be purchasing this. Just to, if there's any of you guys listening, grinding your teeth. That's why I'm purchasing <laughs> it. Okay. Yeah, but,
1: I love it. Uh, how do you feel about it, Carly? I know you're all black girl magic and energy and vibes and incense and stuff. So I know you like the title Not of vibes. And
2: plus, you also mentioned that you're drinking uh, Red Blend, which is one of my preferred... Um, types of wine so I think I might want to have to check this out it seems very fitting
1: for for us so definitely Yeah, it's cute I nice. like it it's not too bad it's not too bad it's but it only came out like three years ago I thought this was like an old thing but it's pretty new
0: uh but I yeah try I'll try the try. Riesling. You said Me they have a Riesling, too. right?
1: Yeah, they have a Riesling and they have a Rosé. I wanted to pick up the Riesling, but for some reason I picked up the red blend, maybe because I like red blends too, and I was feeling a little like red for love kind of thing. Actually, no I wasn't. I'm not that cheesy. <laughs> okay, but, February. Um, yeah, I was going to say aren't Rieslings like your preferred favorite? That's what I thought. Yeah, they are. They definitely yeah. are, but I picked up the red blend. I don't know why. So I don't know how we got here, but it's good. Like I'm not mad at the I'm not mad at the choice, but I wasn't in my right mind, clearly. I think I might have been drinking before I got there. So don't quote me on that. <laughs> but but like I said, thank you guys so much for listening to this episode. Um, we appreciate all the support we've gotten so far because we've been through a couple changes as far as like um our Instagram, our logo, our little all that kind of stuff. It's all cute. Thank you, Carly. Um but Woo! Yeah, I know, girl. You did your damn thing. You did your damn thing or whatever. Um, but if you would like to follow us, please follow us. We are that pod on Twitter and Instagram. Um, if you want to email us, we are that podcast at com. We're working on a lot of stuff behind the scenes in terms of stuff we would like to see come to fruition. So please keep
0: an eye out on us. Um, does anybody want to say anything else? Black? I say the same thing every week. Make sure y'all take time out to upset these whites. Ain't nothing changed under the sun. Even once March 1st hits. Please continue to upset white people because we need to do it for our ancestors. That's it.
1: Period. And that's the that
0: on that. Truthfully, see y'all next week. Well, bye guys. I didn't get set up for my my normal period. So. I was
1: I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready. I was gonna say thank everybody for listening. Not only should you upset a white person today, but upset them with intention mm-hmm. and vigor. Vigor. <laughs> And that is
2: the that on that. Period.